on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today, it's a special day. It's a special day because we have Andy and DJ cruise the motherfucking internet. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to cruise the internet. That's what CTI stands for, in case you didn't know. And if you don't know, now you know. That's right. Cruise the internet. Three topics of the crazy shit going on in the world. We break it down. We talk about what it is. We talk about what it isn't. We talk about what we think is going on. And then we talk about how we can all be parts of the solution to the crazy shit going on in the world. Other times you tune in, we have Q&AF. That is a question and answer show. You could submit questions to be answered on the show a couple different ways. Those questions can be about anything. Typically, uh, this is a business entrepreneurship how to win show. Uh, draws on my 24 years of business experience at this point. And I give you the answers to your questions regarding how to win, business, entrepreneurship, personal development. And you can also ask me other stuff too, but most likely we're going to keep it around personal development. And I give you that information for free. So uh, you could submit those questions a couple different ways. The first way is... Guys, you can email those questions over to askandy at andyforsella.com. And the second way is that uh, on the Q&AF YouTube videos, we are on YouTube now, for those of you uh, that don't know, we've been on the audio platforms for nearly a decade and kicking ass top three show, to say the least, almost consistently for the first, I don't know, eight and a half years we've been doing this. Um, we are on YouTube. So if you go on YouTube, make sure you click subscribe. You could drop the comments down in the uh, Q&AF episode and we'll answer them. Is that right? Yeah, I thought so. Then other times we have real talk. Real talk is five, 20 minutes of me just giving you some real talk. And then uh, we have full length. Full length is where we have a guest or maybe two guests and we do a show, typically uh, like every other podcast that's on the you know, planet. Um, and sometimes we have this thing called 75 Hard Verses. For those of you that don't know, I am the creator of the Live Hard program and the 75 Hard program that has gone mega viral the last four years. Um, it's not a trend. It's here to stay. And we interview people who come in and have success changing their life around on the show. So we do that sometimes as well. So we have this thing called the fee. The fee is very simple. Uh, please share the show. We don't run ads for the show. We don't run ads on the show. We rely entirely off value exchange and word of mouth. So if we do a good job, if we make you laugh, we make you think, if we make some good points, if we teach you some valuable skills, if we make it better, uh, if it wasn't a waste of your time, please share the show. That's the fee. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah? Oh, dude. Oh, okay. There's a lot going yeah. on in this episode. Well, I'm... I'll tell you, the one thing that's definitely better be on the list is uh, how I told all you motherfuckers that Epstein was a fucking CIA fucking blackmail operation. We got that. Okay. We got, we got that. I'm just saying. Just stay all right. tuned. All right. Guys. We got that. It's saying that. <laughs> anyway, what else we got, DJ? We got lot, dude, I'm telling you, it's a lot of crazy shit. Let's just get into it. Uh, guys, remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, articles, links, videos, go to andyforsella.com. Uh, you can find them there, or you can drop down in the description if you're on YouTube. We uh, link them there as well. Um, but before I get the topics, I wanted to see if you saw this. Um, a little Andy Domus going on. The godfather of AI. I was just talking Google. about this. Right? Like, I mean, and so this kind of just dropped on our lap this morning. So a he says, he, hold on. He said, 
he regrets his life work due to the risk to humanity. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy, some of us have been saying this, I don't know, the entire time. And that's my thing, dude. It's like, you know, you have a lot, like, I mean, because there, there's people who, who try to make money off of AI. And, like, I'm sure somewhere deep down there are some benefits, right? But overwhelmingly, there's a lot of people saying, like, eh, that's, this is, they probably don't want to touch that. You have the godfather, the dude who fucking started this shit, saying that yeah, probably not. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, there's, uh, there's a prominent artificial intelligence researcher known as the godfather of AI has quit his job at Google and says he now partly regrets his work advancing the burgeoning technology because of the risk it poses to society. Dr. Jeffrey Hinton is a renowned computer scientist who is widely credited with laying the AI groundwork that eventually led to the creation of popular chat box such as OpenAI's ChatGPT and other advanced systems. He says, quote, I console myself with the normal excuse. If I hadn't done it, somebody else would have, Hinton said in an interview published on Monday. Quote, look at how it was five years ago and how it is now. Hinton added later in the interview, quote, take the difference and propagate it forwards. That is scary. Uh, Hinton fears that AI will only become more dangerous in the future with, quote, bad actors potentially exploiting advanced systems, quote, for bad things that will be difficult to prevent. Hinton informed Google of his plans to resign last month and personally spoke last Thursday with company CEO Sundar Pichai, according to the report. The computer scientist did not reveal what he and Pichai discussed during the phone call. Um, here's the thing, though. Google is doubling down on it. They have made a statement. Um, and they, they, they said, quote, we remain committed to a responsible approach to AI. We're continually learning to understand emerging risk while also innovating boldly, Dean said in a statement. Uh, Dean is uh, Jeff Dean, their chief scientist at Google. Andy, what we got? Well, I got a lot to say about this. Uh, first of all, all of you gurus who continue to push this shit as just making money and shit, you're very short-sighted in what you're talking about. The reason people like, and I talked about this a long time ago, the way they were going to adapt it was through greed. They were going to appeal to people who wanted to make money and people who want to make money that are desperate to make money will use any advantage that they can have to make it. That's how they were going to get people to adopt this as a thing. And then when they introduced it, every fucking influencer, every guru out there without thinking, went out and fucking pushed it and said, this is great. It could do this. It could do that. Well, no shit. People love it because people are fucking lazy and they can type in a chat prompt and say, hey, write me a book on, you know, whatever they want and the fucker will do it. Okay. So it, it, it eliminates the need for any kind of human knowledge or experience or life lived to create anything of value. And we're not even talking about it. No, very few people have talked about it. I've talked about it openly. And every time the clip plays in me, I get a bunch of fucking young kids say, Andy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, chat GPT, blah, blah, blah. We'll see, bitch. We'll fucking see. Okay? You're, you think it's cool because you're making a couple bucks right now. When you're not going to think it's cool is when the entire world is doing what McDonald's just did and fully automating their fucking store like they did down in Texas, where they opened up a fully automated store. Remember when everybody was bitching about $15 minimum wage and that's what it needed to be and all these socialist motherfuckers that Obama was saying, you know, putting that out. Oh, we need to have a living wage. Fast food's not a living wage, motherfucker. It's supposed to be a part-time job, a way to get through. It's not a, it's a beginning job. 
then you're supposed to progress out of it into something else. Okay. Honorable work. I'm not, I'm not talking trash, you know, shit ton of people have worked at McDonald's, but it's supposed to be part-time. It's not supposed to be a career. All right. And so because they push this $15 shit, now these companies have said, well, you know what? We don't even fucking need people, which the smart people said, I was one of them, whenever that $15 shit started getting pushed. Okay. So we have that. We have companies that are already starting to move out of the need for human capital. All right. And by the way, here's the fucking cheat asterisk to that. Don't buy shit from those companies. All right. Don't buy shit from those companies. When Amazon ad automates their entire fucking system, or you have McDonald's automating their shit, and you have these companies start to automate their factories and take away the need for human careers, you shouldn't be supporting those. You should be supporting companies that employ human beings and support companies that make shit here in America that's, that are pro American, pro fucking freedom. And by the way, I own a bunch of those companies. So support those companies instead. Just saying. All right. So, that's the first thing that I'm going to say about chat GPT. Uh, the second thing about this AI thing is that <clears throat> what are they going to do? Like, I hear this argument all the time. Oh, Andy doesn't get it because, you know, he doesn't fucking see the big picture. Okay. Well, let's look the fuck around, motherfucker. I'm pretty sure I've done more than most of the people to say that shit. Pretty, pretty much all of them. Okay. All of you in the comments that say, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. But here's what I, you might be right, but I'm going to tell you this. If you get your way and, and AI is this great thing, all of your friends, all of your family, all of everybody that you know is going to be dependent on the fucking government because that's the play. The play is remove the human need for human capital, labor capital. Okay. And then do it under the guise of we're going to promote these people into more meaningful careers. They have zero intention of that. The main intention is to, to make everybody's job obsolete, make them dependent on the government, and they're selling it to you with this idea of some sort of bullshit utopia. Oh, you don't have to work because the computers do the work. And lazy people love that shit. Okay, but what you're failing to understand is that without a purpose, without a, a project, without a mission, most human beings are actually miserable. Okay, when do you feel the best? Do you feel the best when you're sitting on your couch bored as fuck? Or do you feel the best after you just mowed your lawn on a hundred degree hot day after you really didn't want to do it? Okay. Humans feel good after they accomplish things that they set out to accomplish. And when you remove purpose from an entire, now you have a situation where how, if you have no purpose, what do these people have to resist anything for? They don't have any need to resist anything. They're, they're, they can be easily conquered. Okay. Purpose is important and they're doing everything they can to remove it. Pride is important in your country. They're doing everything they can to remove it. All right. So we need to really think about the implications. If, if we don't need human beings, how long is it before AI figures out that humans aren't needed? Okay. You've all seen the Terminator movies. And if you haven't, go fucking watch them. And if you think that's out of line or far-fetched, bro, they're putting this AI and military equipment right fucking now. Oh, it's probably, it's already there. I'm just saying, like <laughs> we're talking about autonomous thought machines that can, and by the way, let's talk about this too. What about the pre-programmed bias that they write into these AI right. programs? Okay, so like they say, oh, like I saw this one guy, he's like, oh, I love Andy, but he's wrong on this, on this AI shit. 
I've learned so much from AI. Really? Have you? What have you learned? You learned what they wanted you to learn. That's right. How do you know that it was actual truth? Mm -hmm. You're putting an abnormal amount of trust into a program that's written by people who are nefariously evil and have showed it over the last three years specifically. And you're saying, oh, well, I know they did some evil shit. You know, they locked down the country. They cost people their jobs. They censored people. They did all these un-American, unconstitutional things. But they're probably creating a, a very fair program. No. <laughs> When you go in there and ask it biased questions, it's extremely biased to the progressive left agenda. That's for a reason. The goal here, this ties into it, has been and is now a global communism state. One world government where every human being is dependent on the government of their nation to survive. Meaning you're going to eat their food. You're going to drink their water. You're going to fucking eat their uh, or take their medicine. You're going to consume their information. This is total control, and you're giving it to them because you want to make a few dollars using AI. I personally have a problem with that. I don't think that's a responsible way or an ethical way to make money. And personally, I will not be spending any money with companies that fucking utilize this and start laying off staff and shit. I will, I will direct all of my dollars to companies who are still employing people, who take pride in employing and developing people. And if that puts me out of business, then it fucking does. But I'm not giving up, dude. I'm not giving in on it. I love it. Ain't it, gonna man. happen. And so, like, dude, we're not we're not asking like you young guys out there watching this. You guys are not asking the right questions. You're seeing the very short term gain, not realizing what it's going to cost long term. And I'm going to tell you this, and this is a good life piece of uh, piece of advice. Everything that gets you ahead in life costs you something later in life. All right. So if you take a shortcut and you think you're winning now, you will pay the piper down the road. And we as humans will pay the piper in a major way if we don't fucking step in and stop what the fuck this AI shit is all about and reject it. And I don't think that's going to happen because we have so many people who are greedy enough to look past the negatives to still use it that I think it's going to get implemented and I think it's going to fuck a lot of people's shit up. Dude, they're already having issues in colleges and shit. They got, you know, people like kids are, are writing using AI to write their fucking, you know, essays and shit, right? Yeah. So then they tried to fix it and use another AI system to be able to determine if they used AI. But then that AI, the original one got better. Like, dude, it's it's this game and like we're, we're losing everything. And it's because of some greedy fucking nerds in Silicon Valley who are already fucking multi-billionaires ruining the world for the rest of us. They don't look at us as equals. They look at us as peasants. They think they know better than us. They think they know better for us. And until we as American people stand the fuck up and say, hey, fuck you, okay, nothing's going to change. But these people are 100% intent on creating a situation where you are completely dependent on everything they provide. Their fucking entertainment, their medicine, their food, their water, everything. And in fact, if you go back to the lockdown they just did for the last fucking two and a half years, uh, where now they're saying they didn't do it, okay, uh, they're trying to dictate how much fucking outside you get. How, like, you can't even go outside. So you think these people are all of a sudden going to just say, oh, well, you know, AI, we'll just use it for the good parts. And, you know, we'll make sure. Bro, they didn't regulate the internet. The internet, these questions should have been asked about the internet when the internet started. And they chose to ignore the dangers of the internet to the culture and society and roll with it anyway because they knew ultimately that it would serve them. If they have a dumber population, if they have a weaker population, if they have a misinformed population, if they have all of these things, 
It's easier to control the populace. Why do you think they don't teach you things in high school? Why do they not teach you personal finance? Why do they not teach you practical skills? Why do they not teach you household skills? When I was in school, there was this thing called fucking home ec, and they made you take it, okay? And you had to learn how to cook shit and clean shit and operate ovens and stoves and fucking basic home shit, okay? Like, we're not, they're not equipping people anymore to win. They're intentionally equipping people to lose, all right? So if you equip people to lose over the course of, I don't know, 12 years of schooling, and they get out in the real world, of course they're going to root for AI because they don't have any fucking skills. And that's intentional, man. That's intentional shit. And like, there's so much ignorance in society. You know, like a lot of people will hear what I'm saying. They're saying, that sounds like put your tinfoil hat on. Bitch, I've had my tinfoil hat on and it ain't led me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys are not thinking. You're not thinking through what this could create. And what this could ultimately create is a literal genocide of human beings because they are literally useless to the world. And if you look at how they are promoting the earth as the number one thing, right? Like the, 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 the uh, what do they call it? The, the green fucking movement as like Jesus Christ. It's the most important thing. You know, these Ever. people are fanatical about it. Okay, well, ask yourself, if they're that fanatical about it and they think cows farting burns a hole in the atmosphere, what are they going to do with 7 billion useless human beings? Exactly. And you're fighting for it. You're calling for it. You're attacking your fellow man for standing up for your own fucking protection because you're so ignorant, you don't even understand that you're in danger. It's deer in headlights, man. No, bro. It's intentional, intentional, taught ignorance. And we're dealing with it in a very real way. And all of you guys that watch the show that consistently say, oh, you should run for office. You should do this or that. You know what you should do? You should share the fucking show and stand up for the points that I make that you think are true and right and believe in. Because that's the only way it's going to change, bro. We have too many people trying to rely on too few people to say the truth and make the change happen. Do you really think I can make the change happen out here with my fucking podcast? Like, bro, it's up to you. It's up to all of you listening to say, hey, fuck, this is no good. I'm not going to support this shit. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy shit from companies that employ real human beings. That's what I'm going to do. And, and, and dude, that will stop the shit. Okay? Like, bro, right now, all of these tech companies, all the employees are shitting their pants. They're like, fuck, dude. Right? They're shitting their pantsuits. Right. <laughs> so they do pants. Yeah. yeah. So listen, bro, these, these, these motherfuckers are all shitting their pants saying, oh my God, they're going to replace me. Yes, they are. And right now you have a small window and you know what you could do in that small window. Now, all of you at these tech companies, you could band together and walk the fuck out and they can't operate without you right now. So if you all got together and you say, hey, fuck you. And you fucking walked out right now. They don't have the, the manpower to replace you with AI. But what they will do is in the next six months or the next year, they will replace you. So you have a small window to coordinate and act to make sure that these companies do not implement this AI because if they could, like, think about this. They're using you to create your own replacement at these companies. You're scared. You're like, fuck, I'm not going to have anything. Okay, well, look to your left and look to your right and say, hey, guess what? They're taking us to the slaughterhouse. Well, fuck them. And you guys should all walk the fuck out. Every single one of these tech companies operating with AI, every single fucking employee should walk out fucking today 
and say no more. And that will stop it because they won't be able to create it. Yeah. Yeah, man. We'll see. Guys, let us know in the comments where you stand on AI. Yeah, and don't be talking to none of this shit about how you learned a book or you wrote a book. You didn't write nothing. Yeah, I'm a public star. Yeah, bro, you didn't do <laughs> shit. And just remember that too. Like, dude, you, you know, like there's pride in work. There's pride in creation. I, dude, it's, it's disturbing to me. It really irritates me. This whole fucking AI shit, especially with these kids who, who think, oh, dude, I learned so much. You're learning what they program the shit in. To, you're not learning anything. You're being indoctrinated at a faster rate. Go, go ask it certain questions about, you know, race. certain people. Politics. Ask, a, ask it about race. Ask it about politics. Ask it about Trump. Ask it about, and look at the bias that's already programmed into it. You're learning, and that's not just on those questions. All of that bias is woven into the answers that it provides on almost anything. And you got gurus out here saying it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Dude, that is the most irresponsible shit that I've ever seen ever in my life by people who are supposed to be leading us to the right direction. Like you're going to teach these fucking kids that they should hack their way to success because AI, and then you're going to say, oh, these people will still have jobs. Where? I hate to tell this, and this is, this is going to come off as arrogant, but here's the truth. There are skill levels and positions of companies for a reason. There are motherfuckers that run the company, and there are motherfuckers that cook the fries. Motherfuckers, there, there's a lot of people that cook the fries that could work their way up to running a company. There's also a lot that couldn't. So what you're doing is you're removing the ability for people to have a purpose and something to contribute to. And you guys out there, you losers who say, oh, this fucking work, bro, your work is supposed to be part of your life. You're supposed to be a useful human being. You should take pride in that. You should take our value and our worth. A lot of it is created by how much we learn and produce in our careers. And if you've got someplace that you think sucks where you can't see any value in what you do as a job and it doesn't fulfill you in any way, guess what? Find another fucking job. Why you still can. Right. Right. That's real, man. Guys, let us know in the comments what you think. Uh, but with that, let's get right in. Oh, shit. I thought that was topic one. Oh, no, man. That was just some extra sauce. Shit. Uh, but we do have headline one. And uh, this is an interesting thing. We got to stay up on it. It's developing daily. Uh, this headline reads, billionaires line up behind Biden for 2024. Stakes <laughs> are higher than ever. And I thought this was pretty interesting. So. Uh, this article reads, billionaires across big business sectors like finance, tech, and media are gearing up to throw millions at President Joe Biden's re-election bid in 2024. Uh, after Biden announced his re-election bid last week, left-wing billionaires immediately started plotting to get behind the 80-year-old in the 2024 presidential election. According to interviews and sources who spoke to CNBC, billionaires across many industries Want, to, uh, want in on helping to reelect Biden. LinkedIn co-founder Reid Hoffman, worth about $2 billion, is reportedly offering to host fundraisers for Biden. Oh. Only a few weeks ago, Hoffman visited the White House, likely to meet with Biden and his team regarding the election. Other billionaires uh, getting behind Biden are investors Hom Sabin, worth about $2.9 billion. DreamWorks co-founder Jeffrey Kattenberg, uh, worth about $1 billion. And Signum Global Advisors founder Charles Myers, whose net worth is unknown. Stakes are higher than ever, Myers told CNBC. Uh, also set 
uh, to pitch in is hedge fund executive Donald Sussman, who told CNBC that Biden was akin to President Franklin D. Roosevelt and that he has legislatively and executively accomplished, accomplished with his Build Back Better agenda. Now, listen to this next quote from Sussman, and I want you guys to tell me what you think. Uh, Sussman said, quote, I am thrilled his unique leadership will continue. End quote. What the fuck does that mean? Well, that means if someone else gets in power, they're going to dismantle our fucking power base and they're going to take away all our power. We're going to make less money. and We don't like it. So we're going to support this old man mm -hmm. shits his fucking pants that even the people who voted for him regret voting for him the first time. Right. That's what it says. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. You know what I'm saying? Unique leadership. I mean, like he's not running the country. It's not him. This is a unique fucking president. Everybody knows who's running the country, bro. Fucking Barack Obama's calling the fucking shots. No doubt. Everybody fucking knows it. That's why the agenda has continued exactly where it left off in 2016. Yeah. And if they get another four years, we will not have a recognizable country. We will be a third world country. We are already close to totally losing first world status. Yeah. All right. If a dollar's you, gone. No, bro. It's not just a dollar. It's also the culture and the way of life. If you look at fucking Europe and you look at what's going on in Asia and you look at these places like Singapore and fucking Dubai and the Middle East. And you guys are all, you guys are all taught and indoctrinated to think these people are like these very poor people that like, you know, you take the worst picture, Syed, of like what India looks like, where it's overpopulated. There's no dirt. There's dirt on the floor. They, they, everybody in America has been indoctrinated to think that that's how it is everywhere else. They think that it, they think in Dubai, people are getting their heads cut off. They think that, you know, all these other cities are like sad, bro. The, here's the truth that you fucking haven't been taught is that a lot of those places are a lot fucking nicer than America. A lot of them, a lot of them. And you've been lied to. And so when we look at what's actually going on in the country and we see fucking thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands of homeless fucking people on the streets of California, maybe even hundreds of thousands. Okay. Uh, when you talk about the whole state, when you talk about the, the, the invasion that's happening at the Southern border. When you talk of the destruction of the dollar, when you talk about the crazy progressive left agenda of basically uh, allowing pedophiles to do whatever the fuck they want in our society. Dude, this is all intentional and that will continue if this fucker wins. Yeah, man. He, I don't think he'll be the candidate anyway. I've already covered that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, the, I think, dude, it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. No. You have to vote the opposite way. If you don't, you're fucking literally, if you have kids or planning on having kids, you're voting for your kids to grow up being fucking slaves. No doubt. That's you. No doubt. I, dude, I look at this too, man. Like, you know. And if you don't vote and you say, well, I'm just not going to vote. I'm not political. You're, you're exacerbating and potentially risking them being slaves anyway. So some of you are going to have to suck it the fuck up and vote for someone that you may not fucking like. And you're going to have to logically reason and realize, fuck, I was wrong. I was misled. I was lied to. And we do have to have these certain values here in America. We have to have a strong economy. We have to have an economy that, that prioritizes jobs and job creation. And this is one of the stats that they're trying to put out about Biden right now. They're saying nobody has created more jobs in the history of a presidency than Joe Biden. Yeah, because right before he came in, y'all shut the fucking world down and everybody got fired. Well, that's also wordplay, right? Like job creation means job opening. <laughs> Bro. It's the That's fucking rebound effect from when they <laughs> fucking shut the world down. And people say, well, Trump shut the world down. Yeah, Trump could have fucking said no. 100% agree. 
But when you look at who actually shut it down, it was the CDC, it was the WHO, it was the World Economic Forum, it was the governments around the world. It wasn't fucking Trump that shut the world down. Trump went along with it because it was every single other person. And if you remember the political environment that there was at that time, that motherfucker couldn't say anything without getting fucking destroyed in the media by everybody. Okay? So he was under incredible fucking pressure. And in my opinion, he made the wrong fucking call. The yeah, wrong well fucking call. I'm not going to sit here and say anything else. He also made the wrong call on the fucking vaccines. And he needs to shut the fuck up about it or you're going to have a real problem with people voting for you. Okay? He may not think that, but I live out here in the real world, bro. I don't live in my own fucking compound. Well, I do, but I actually get out here in the real world. Okay? I'm just being real. I snorted. I'm I fucking sorry. <laughs> okay? It is what it is. No, but- it's not as nice as Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago's nice. Yeah. But well, like, dude, do you understand what I'm saying? No doubt. Like, dude, no, no there, there, was, there was an immense pressure there to do this he thing. Had no choice. No. And all those jobs got eliminated. People got, bro, how many people got fired whenever Joe Biden was forcing the fucking vaccine mandate for, for small business uh, <clears throat> across the, or bigger bit, what is it, uh, over, what was it, over 100 employees? Mm-hmm. Yeah, over 100 employees, bro. That's still a lot of small businesses. But you got to understand, the majority of the small businesses were closed before the vaccine shit even bro, went in. I know. I know. But like, dude, do you know how many people have lost their job? And then over the last two, three years since Biden's been in, they've got it back. They're counting that as job creation. Dude, how's your finances? That's the question. How's your finances? How's your grocery bill? How's your budgeting? What's your mortgage like now compared to what it was then? Those are the questions that you should be asking and thinking about in regards to voting. Because these people are full of fucking shit. And we have to ask ourselves, was I better off in December of 2019? The answer is likely yes. And it's not likely a a soft yes. It's likely a very hard yes. Yes, it was much better. And had all that pandemic shit, which they fucking created. They created it. Had that not happened, the economy would still be continuing to go. They created it. Because they were afraid of losing their entire fucking power structure. When you ask, what does I'm thrilled his unique leadership will continue mean? It means I'm rich. I'm powerful. I want to stay rich. I want to stay powerful. And I'll fucking deal with some decrepit, decrepit old piece of shit fucking traitor to continue my fucking personal greed. Mm-hmm. That's what, and, then they, and then they turn and they play to the fucking socialist type people as if people like me are the fucking problem. Right. right, Bro, you guys are soldiers of the fucking state. You're not even aware of it. Dude, the I, richest I, mother... Okay, ask yourself, who's supporting Biden? It's the richest motherfuckers on the planet. And you think they're for the people in any way? Oh, that's the thing. And I think that's the other reason, too, because they realize that the, the people are not supporting Biden, right? The majority of your money, I mean, you know, campaign donations is a mix between people, lobbyists, right? So if people ain't donating, they got to have the fucking billionaires to chip in because the people aren't donating to the campaign. Well, they, billionaires always chip in because they understand that one party will protect them and the other mm-hmm. party will actually make them play fair. 100%. The other party will actually make them, when they say pay their fair share of tax, they will actually have to pay it. Yeah. They don't have to pay it under Biden. They have to do shit. If you, if you vote for Biden, if you're a fucking leftist or a progressive, the laws of this country don't even apply to you. The laws of this country do not even apply. I saw a video of a 13-year-old boy dressed up as a girl at a fucking men's drag show where all the men 
were gay. They were homosexuals. This fucking kid who's 13 was dancing for them. The kid was dancing for the adults. Now, reverse that scenario. A bunch of straight men, and we get a 13-year-old girl to come dance for us. What we call it Epstein Island. Listen, bro, the, 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 the laws do not apply to the progressive left. And that's why eventually vigilante shit is bound to happen if it doesn't get cleaned up. No doubt. No doubt. But one, th- one other thing on this Biden thing, right? One of the other billionaires. Which, by the way, now ain't the time for that, just so you know. Yeah. One of the other uh, you know, billionaires that have been, uh, you know, I guess, on Biden's side uniquely is uh, Alexander Soros, hmm. the son of billionaire George Soros. Uh, is also likely to throw his financial weight behind Biden's re-election. A recent report indicated that the 37-year-old had visited Biden's White House some 14 times since early 2021. And um, that's interesting because I actually have the proof. Went to whitehouse.com, got the receipts, got Alexander's uh, G. Soros on there multiple times. Now, here's an interesting thing. If you look at the appointment starting in, he was at the White House well up until midnight. Damn near every time. Now, who is he meeting with, DJ? Fuck, bro. Some of these, he's there at 1230 in the afternoon till midnight. Bro. Hours. Okay. No, no, um, no. Not hours. Like half of the literal half days. Yeah. Like 12 o'clock noon to fucking 2359. Yeah. Interesting. Now, who is he meeting? Uh, repeat offenders. It's going to be John Finer. He's the deputy national security advisor. Why would, why would a lobbyist billionaire son be meeting with our, our deputy national why, security? Why advisor? do we allow lobbies to start with? Why should he be why, at the White why, House at why, all? Why should we allow people to donate money to uh, special interests inside the government to then leverage the government to make decisions that will favor them? Not only that, why should that be allowed? If he's in there talking about campaign reelection. That, that was before he announced his candidacy, which would be in campaign violation violation of his campaign finance laws. Just saying we should dig into it. Mariana Adam, that's another person. She's the advisor to the counselor to the president of the White House. And here's another interesting one. Uh, Patrick Renzi. He is the director for cyber policy and national security counselor. Why is George Soros' son meeting with these people? Again, I mean, this is straight from the White House website. Why is George Soros funding the elections and the appointments of government officials in every Democratic city in the United States at the key role of prosecutor? And then those exact prosecutors are all running the exact same play that allows criminals to not get prosecuted, which creates more disruption, chaos, and death for the inner, inner city communities all across the nation who are then the media turns and blames white supremacy for that actually happening and does nothing to fix the actual problem. Why, why is that? And you think these people are on the side of black people? Yeah. They're okay. They're okay with entire communities being fucking like turned into war zones and, and ghettos legitimately with no business, no economy, no fucking anything good, shitty ass schools. They're okay. This is what y'all voted for for the last 40 fucking years. You see what I'm saying? We got to have an awakening here, bro. We need one. We need one. Or we'll, we will continue like to I get said, his dude, unique like I leadership. Said on the, 
well, like I said on the other show, you know, the most racist thing going on in the world right now is, is people ignoring what's going on in the black communities. People acting like it's not happening. Yeah, it's the biggest elephant in the room, bro. No, no, bro. It's, it's, a, it's a complete lie because they want it to happen. And then, they, and then they've, they've convinced a majority of black people to continue to vote for those people who are now ignoring their actual needs and intentionally creating the disruption so that these people actually die. There's nothing more racist than that. I, I, I know I talked about this on the show and I've seen clips go around about it, but you know, and people are like, well, I don't understand what he's saying. What I'm saying is very clear. The most racist thing going on in the fucking world right now is the far left Democrat and the media and everybody pretending as if black on black crime and the inner city issues that plague all of our democratic cities going across the entire country, all of them, pretend it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And it's not intentional. Yeah. The blaming of it on white supremacy, that's not the racism I'm talking about. I'm talking about the racism of ignoring the needs of an entire race of fucking people and then leveraging it so that you continue to get reelected. There's nothing more racist than that, dude. And where does it come from? It comes from fucking left-leaning, middle-class, wealthy, white women. <laughs> That's the craziest they're thing. Sa- they're all. coming in and saving people. <laughs> yeah, right. Bro, I saw this white woman write an article the other day saying that it was that fitness was racist. <laughs> you know, like fitness was racist. Working out was racist. Being thin and healthy was racist. Because how? Yeah, right. And I went on to read the article and it was basically saying the same shit that they were saying about the fucking voter ID shit. Like oh, well, voter ID is necessary because not all black people have access to an ID. So you're telling me that black people are too fucking stupid to go and get a fucking ID? They're not capable of operating a computer? They're not capable of working out? They're not capable of eating fucking healthy food? They're not capable of putting effort in? I, that sounds pretty racist to yeah, me. That's what they push them down. I'm just saying, that, no. like, I don't think it's the fitness that's racist. Yeah. I think it's you thinking that people aren't capable and then leveraging it and bro, and, and the thing is, they don't even think this. They're just saying this shit so that they can get clout and virtue signal and hopefully get people behind their shit. And the good thing is, I think a lot of people are seeing through it. Oh, 100%. percent. One hundred percent, bro. More and more every day, it seems. Yeah. Um, which is very refreshing to see. Bro, imagine, imagine this, dude. Like, imagine, imagine the roles were reversed. Imagine there was a black person on TV mm. saying... You know, we can't have voter ID because white people are too fucking stupid to get an ID. No. You know what? Fitness is racist against white people because they're fucking too lazy to work out. That's fucking racist, bro. Sounds pretty bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, and. But a white lady says it with a Black Lives Matter sign in the front yard. It's okay. Completely safe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Bro, this is absurdity. (laughs) And we need to all fucking stand up against the hypocrisy. These people smile. Look at this fucking douchebag smiling like this. Like, this motherfucker gets called out day after day after day after day, and he laughs. He fucking laughs. Bro, did you see the fucking correspondence dinner the other night? Oh, yeah. They had a comedian who made jokes about how the FBI went after Trump, raided Mar-a-Lago, this, that. And then they talk about how when Biden's documents were found, it was no big deal. And everybody laughed. Dude, Mike Pompeo's sitting there in the, they're all laughing. They're fucking laughing at us, man. They're fucking laughing at us. These people think that we, the people of this country, that hold the power in this country, are fucking peasant stupid fucks. And then they could just ruin our shit and laugh at us. 
dude, to me, I'm just like sitting and like, dude, you guys who just discovered the show, I know we had a show go pretty fucking big the other day. Uh, I've been saying this for three fucking years. Go back and listen to my audio platform and start at December of 2019 and listen all the way through and listen to what I told you was going on. I've called every fucking play the right way. Every single one. I didn't miss a fucking one. I missed two, actually. I missed that Trump would arrest these people, which he didn't do, which I still, that's what exactly will happen this next time, and they all know it, okay? Two, I thought they would start a war before midterms. Not, not the Ukraine war, but a fucking world war, which still looks like they're keeping it on the fucking table for- It's definitely on the back burner. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I still think they're going to start another pandemic um, based off the narrative of the Sudan- uh, militants biolab leak occupying yeah. one of Fauci's biolabs in Sudan which we didn't exist we don't know what's yeah exactly I thought that shit didn't exist guys none of them existed and now they're now they're crying about how one of them we don't know what's gonna happen because the militants what perfect scenario if you wanted to start another pandemic to fucking just leak the shit now and say oh these African militants fucking caused it mm -hmm. makes sense to me man guys that was headline number one let's move right along to headline number two Headline number two reads, U.S. regulator seizes First Republic Bank to sell assets to J.P. Morgan. Uh, so United States regulators said on Monday, First Republic Bank has been seized and a deal agreed to sell the bank to J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. in what is the third major U.S. institution to fail in two months. The Wall Street uh, major bank will take most of First Republic's asset and all the deposits, including uninsured ones, the regulator said in a statement. Uh, J.P. Morgan was one of several interested buyers, including PNC Financial Services Group and Citizens Financial Group, uh, Inc., which submitted final bids on Sunday in an auction being run by U.S. regulators, sources familiar with the matter said over the weekend. Uh, the FDIC estimated in a statement that the cost to the deposit insurance fund would be about $13 billion. The final cost will be determined when the FDIC terminates the receivership. Okay. Those failures came after crypto focused Silvergate voluntarily liquidated. First Republic had total assets of $229.1 billion as of April 13th and $103 billion. Uh, worth of deposits, the FDIC statement said. Quote, our government invited us uh, and others to step up, and we did, said Jamie Demon, uh, chairman and CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase. Quote, our financial strength, capabilities, and business model allowed us to develop a bid to execute the transaction in a way to minimize costs of the deposit insurance fund. Now, we go to CNN, okay, and um, CNN's covering it. And one of their uh, articles they put out uh, says, quote, why is this happening again? And what's next? And uh, in that article, she's saying that uh, all of these banks have either failed or announced their liquidation in just the past two months, making investors and everyday customers uneasy. But bankers and regulators agree. Despite the scary headlines, the system is overall sound. Now, I think it's time for a little tinfoil. Okay. Oh, is it? I think so because we, we uncovered some stuff. All right. All right. Here we go. Oh, you got one too? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's a good look. Keith, I'm going to get on camera. 
Is that, is that the gold chain in the ring that fucking yeah. was giving him a dot? I'm Tyrone right now. Okay. All right. So <laughs> that's not a stereotype. <laughs> you know what's fucking funny, bro? Is you actually just look like yourself. You ain't fucking working. <laughs> that's the shit. That's actually your shit. Yeah, I told you I was black. So listen, bro. So hold on. So is that really Madash gold chain? Yeah, it is. In his ring? I stole it. That he got from helping that guy from Dubai? Yeah. Allegedly? Allegedly. I, I, Joe, I know how to tie a fucking do-rag. It's my DNA. <laughs> Doing it under the fucking table, man. Hey. Motherfucker. <laughs> he said, I know how to tie a do-rag. It's in my DNA. Yeah, <laughs> well, I come out the wound knowing how to do this shit. You oh, know what I'm fuck, bro. Make this shit look easy. All right, so that's what CNN is saying. Okay. Okay. Now, I want to point us to another article real quick. Okay. It says, uh, this is a Daily Mail article. It says, is America's banking system safe? The three banks that have failed this year are bigger than the 25 that crumbled in 2008, holding a total of $532 billion in assets. <clears throat> now, uh, this article kind of dives into it talks about the three comparisons, right? But I want to get to this very, very important part. Uh, the article reads, it says, while all three were smaller than Washington Mutual, America's largest savings and loan association in 2008 before its collapse, which had $430 billion in assets, the other 24 that collapsed that same year had a combined total of $94 billion. In fact, the collapse of First Republic is the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history behind only Washington Mutual. Like Washington Mutual 15 years ago, First Republic was taken over by J.P. Morgan Chase. Mm. About 80% of the banks that went down in 2008 were also taken over by J.P. Morgan Chase. Now, who are using these banks? Because I don't use First Republic. I don't use... Who's using these banks? Well, I don't, it could be the people who the governor of the British Virgin Islands got fired over. Holy shit. For actually uh, saying that JP Morgan was involved in financing the Epstein operation. Okay. Now, now is that where you were going with now it? Now, listen, we are, it's, it's, it's already been talked about that the majority of depositors for these, especially these three banks in the last two months. They're I all, might, did I say British Virgin? I meant US, US, uh, US Virgin Islands. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing is, it, it's it's a it's a known thing that a lot of the Democrat donors use these banks, by and large, okay. And at the same time, there's a lawsuit going on right now against J.P. Morgan Chase in response to the Epstein thing, and we all know we we, we talked about it on CTI here a few times. U.S. Virgin Islands District Attorney fired days after suing J.P. Morgan Chase over Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein ties. And when she announced that she was doing this, guess who flew to the Virgin Islands the very next day? What was his name? I think his Joseph? name was Chief Pant Shitter. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I know you got why? why that's is Joe. That's Joe that's, Biden. Joe Biden got on a fucking airplane the very next day. The next day and flew down there. So she and then the next day after that, she was fired. Right. So she announces the lawsuit. The next day, Joe Biden's in in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and then the next day, the Attorney General was fucking fired. Now, totally unrelated. Completely unrelated. Okay, but here's the thing. Could this be, all right, could, could, could this have something to do with the recession and re bad mistakes? Because that's what they try to say. These are just mistakes, right? But I think it's something deeper than that. These are big, 
big donors, Democrat donors that are using these small banks that nobody ever even really heard about. When a bank goes under, that's it for the bank. Transactions, account names, assets, gone. Is J.P. Morgan Chase, who appears to be having close sides with this Epstein stuff, and we'll get to our third topic here in a second, but are these banks going over or going under to protect these Democrat donors who are involved in this fucking massive sex ring? What do you guys think? I don't think that there's uh, any doubt that when a president of the United States flies down the day after their attorney announces that they're suing them and then she is removed from her position the day after that, and then also all these banks are failing and being acquired by the same bank that's being sued for this, there's some dots to connect. Seems that way. Just saying, it looks that way. Just saying. Allegedly. I'm saying, the shit don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Guys, well, and dude, the average person is so financially illiterate intentionally. Same. Huh? Same. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it, they're so intentionally financially literate, they don't understand the implications of what this means or anything means. Yeah. They don't even know how, they, listen, bro, a lot of these motherfuckers have been taught it's okay to like finance their fucking, uh, you know, their couch. You know, let's finance my couch for seven years. See what I'm saying? Yeah. All of this shit that has been like, those are, those are financial tools to help enslave you. You know, this, this seven years, zero financing on fucking useless ass shit, that's designed to fucking enslave you in debt. Dude, I just wish people would wake the fuck up. Yeah, it's dude, same. Same. Like I, said, I, I, I just think this shit is a lot bigger than just some fucking super highly successful bankers making a couple of mistakes. That's all I'm saying. Or, you know, them passing spending bills that completely inflate the dollar uh, and cause interest rates to go up and then allow companies like BlackRock and Vanguard to buy up tons and tons and tons of residential housing with the intent of turning owners into renters, uh, which goes right along with the 2030 agenda that Klaus Schwab brags about, which you all seen. in 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. Which they're moving that up too, by the way. Oh, of course they are, because they're they're these people are on the brink now. They're on the brink of losing now, so they have to accelerate. They have two options: one, soften up, and then like come back later. But a lot of these people are old, bro. They're in their fucking 80s and no 90s later. and shit. Yeah. Like this is their life's work. So they are going to fucking get aggressive, and they're going to try to push harder. And the only thing that's going to stop them from getting their way. It's going to be good people standing up and saying, fuck you. There's no doubt, man. Guys, tell us what you think in the, in, in the comments. Uh, let us hear those hashtags. Hashtag loyal to the foil if you guys agree with us. And uh, with that being said, our third and final headline coming in hot. Uh, let's continue this talk about this Epstein shit. Yeah, let's, let's do. Let, let's, let's do it. Headline reads, let's do. Epstein's private calendar reveals prominent names, including CIA chief Goldman's top lawyer. Now, I should, we, we should note, this is a Wall Street Journal article. This is a Wall Street Journal exclusive. Okay, Wall Street Journal broke It seems this. like the Wall Street Journal over the last couple of weeks has figured out which side is going to win. Yeah. And they've turned. Yeah. They said, fuck it. We're not supporting their shit anymore. We realize they're going to win. And now they're putting out, you know, like, dude, it's funny to watch it because for the last three years, y'all didn't say shit. 
Y'all went along with all their bullshit. And now they're printing all this shit because here's what's going to happen. This will happen. This is going to happen. All right. It's go. This is happening. The people who own these media companies and the people who propagated COVID, COVID and the people who did all of this huge 2030 agenda and this op and all this shit, they're all going to be punished worldwide. They're all going to be held accountable. The people at Wall Street Journal have the foresight enough to understand that they're going to start doing damage control now. Remember when I said a uh, couple of shows ago that we're going to have more whistleblowers coming out of the woodwork oh, yeah. because the pressure's on now. Yeah. And they don't want to be the last one on the boat. So this is just an example of the rats jumping off the fucking boat. Yeah. And that's fine. Jump on off. Yeah, they should. You absolutely should. Yeah. Because this is a big but deal. Just remember all the shit that you printed the last three years is still fucking print. Yeah. What's that website? Uh, what's that website? Uh, archive where you can like look at the archive website, time machine type shit. I don't know. Because it's all still there. So uh, let's go ahead and hit this. Yeah, let's dive into this. So, so the nation's spy chief, a longtime college president, and top women in finance, the circle of people who associated with Jeffrey Epstein years after he was a convicted sex offender is wider than previously reported, according to a trove of documents that include his schedules. Williams, uh, or <clears throat> William Burns, director of the Central Intelligence Agency since 2021, had three meetings scheduled with Epstein in 2014 when he was Deputy Secretary of State. Directly under who? Hillary Clinton. Interesting. The documents show. Uh, that was that DJ add-in, by the way. Uh, they first met in Washington, and then Mr. Burns visited Epstein's townhouse in Manhattan. Uh, Catherine Rumler, a White House counsel under President Barack Obama, had dozens of meetings with Epstein's uh, in the years after her White House service and before she became a top lawyer at Goldman Sachs Group, Inc. in 2020. He also planned for her to join a 2015 trip to Paris and a 2017 uh, trip uh, to Epstein's private island in the, uh, in the Caribbean. Uh, Leon uh, Bostein, the president of Bard College, invited Epstein, who brought a group of young female guests to the campus. Noam Chomsky, a professor, author, and political activist, was scheduled to fly with Epstein to have dinner at Epstein's Manhattan townhouse in 2015. Now, none of their names appear in Epstein's now public black book uh, of contents. None of their names appear in Epstein's now public black book of contacts or in the public flight logs of passengers who traveled on this private jet. The documents show that Epstein arranged multiple meetings with each of them after he served jail time in 2008 for a sex crime involving a teenage girl and was a registered sex offender. The documents, which include thousands of pages of emails and schedules from 2013 to 2017, um, have not yet been released. We also know that Jeffrey Epstein visited the Clinton White House at least 17 times, sometimes twice a day. Very similar schedule to Alexander Soros, staying hours at a time. Um, the Mail reports Epstein, who died in 2019, visited Bill Clinton at the executive mansion over the course of three years, with the first invitation coming just a month after his inauguration in January 1993. The logs uh, show the late financier showed up on 14 separate days, even making two visits in a single day on three different occasions. Epstein was invited by some of Clinton's most senior advisors and aides, including one who later served as Treasury Secretary, according to records. The documents reveal 
the vast majority of Epstein's visits stated that he was going to the West Wing, meaning there was a strong likelihood he was meeting Clinton. Um, sounds a little bit deeper than Monica Lewinsky, if you ask me. Now, despite his death and her conviction, questions remain about who in Epstein's famous circle of friends and associates may have done illegal things in his presence. And it also led to a variety of conspiracy theories that claim Epstein was murdered because of whom he had dirt on. Um, now, here is where it gets twisted. Okay? Burns, the 67-year-old CIA chief, met with Epstein about 10 years ago when he was looking to leave the government. CIA spokeswoman Tammy Huberman Thorpe told the journal, quote, the director did not know anything about him other than that he was introduced as an expert in the financial services sector and offered general advice on transition to the private sector, she said. Quote, they had no relationship. But Burns, a career diplomat, had, scheduled, uh, had several scheduled meetings with Epstein in 2014. Uh, through Thorpe, Burns said he remembered a mutual friend introducing them in Washington and that he also met Epstein once in New York. Quote, the director does not recall any further contact, uh, Thorpe said. And even Yahoo News is fucking talking about this. It's a big fucking deal. Biden CIA director meets with Jeffrey Epstein multiple times. That's Yahoo News. Yahoo News. Andy, what do we got on this? Well, I don't know. I think we should like zoom back in time to find some of the clips over the last, I don't know, however many years where I've said exactly what the fuck this is about. Okay. Right here. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> now, I'll say it again. How else would you control the entire world? How would you control Hollywood? How would you control politicians? How would you control them if you were to control them? You would get something on them that was so disgusting and so fucked up that it would ruin their lives. Now, how would you do that? Well, it would be very simple. Um, you and I are hanging out at a fucking table uh, out in Vegas, and we're having a great fucking time. And in walks this good-looking dude, uh, and he sits down with us, and he says, hey, guys, uh, you want to go to my own island? I got my own plane right over here at McCarran. We're going to fucking hop on it. And we're going to go to our island. And we go to the fucking island. When we get to the island, which is badass, by the way, uh, there's all these girls around, all right? And they all look like they're 20, 25. They, they all look young, but they don't look that young, right? And they're serving you drinks. And maybe they take their tops off. And maybe it goes further than that. Why do they have cameras in every single room of every single property that this man owned? Why did he all of a sudden get suicided the minute that it starts to come out that he's going to have to go to trial? Okay, so the conspiracy theory that they noted in the Wall Street Journal article about uh, he was murdered for potentially having dirt on people, no shit. And not only was he murdered for the dirt that he had on people, he was murdered because he was actually used by those same people to collect dirt on everybody so they could control the whole fucking game. Okay, so how many more Epsteins are there out there? How many more Epsteins are there? How big is this, this pedophilia thing actually tied into this, right? Because people will say, well, all these people are pedos. I don't necessarily believe that they are all ped pedos. I think that's an oversimplification, like throwing a bunch of shit at the wall. I don't think that's the case. Now, do I think there's a big pedo culture out there that's fucking being uh, normalized? Yes. Do I think some of these people are into pedophilia? Yes, I do. But I don't think it's all of them. No, I think some of them didn't start out 
into it. But well, then, well, shit, I mean, bro, you already got me. Listen, man. So you fly out the executives that own the fucking movie studios. You fly out the politicians. You fly out the judges. You fly out fucking actors. You fly out famous sports figures. You fly out the people that own the sports leagues. Okay? And you get all this shit documented. Now you control the whole game. Don't you think it's weird? Don't you think it's weird that, like, all of those people are sort of working together? Always in step. Why do, why do you think that they have some major game plan? Or do you think that they all know that they have a common interest to fucking not let this come out? I Cliff the, notes. The, the, yeah, the it's latter, the second yeah. part. Yeah, exactly. So, dude, I've been saying this for years. These dudes are fucking some sort of intelligence operations that has been used worldwide to collect data and, and leverage influence over some of the most powerful people in the world. And the reason that they all act in lockstep with each other is not because they all know the play. It's because they all understand that if one of them gets caught, they all get caught. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're dealing with. Dude. That's what keeps the circle together. Yeah. And you know, uh, <clears throat> I hope you guys can see it now because some of us have been trying to show it to you for a long time. Where is Monica Lewinsky? I don't know. No, I'm sorry, not Monica. Shit. Where is Ghislaine Maxwell? Why is she not talking? Well, how do we know that Epstein's even dead? We don't. Okay, like, let's be real, bro. Let's be real. Like, you see the shit that they put on AI right now? Right. Okay, this was two years ago. You don't think that they had the ability to make completely real fake images or videos? They've had this technology for a long time, bro. This isn't just new to us. It's new to us. It's not new to them. Now they're just weaponizing it to create a situation where people don't have jobs anymore so they can get more people on the government titty. All right? That's what this is about. It's about control. All right? So we don't even know the fucker's dead. If he was working for them, it could have just been like, hey, man, you're caught. We got to go move you over here. Yeah, so we'll just kill the cameras. The cameras will go down. Yeah, and you're, we'll, we'll you're going to go live over here as someone else. Mm -hmm. You know? You'll be Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, dude, look, man. This is... this. How would you... Okay. What if you if 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 you were going to do this, if you were going to control people and you wanted to control society and culture and sports and fucking entertainment and everything that was used just like an influencer is used to push things down to their followers. Mm -hmm. This is influencer marketing on a global scale. Right. If if you were going to use all the influencers and you wanted them all to coordinate together and you had to have them do certain things to create a certain end result which is Agenda 2030, okay, one world government, global communism, elite rich people, lots and lots and lots of peasants, all right? All of you listening, me included, everybody else, we're all peasants mm -hmm. to them. If you were going to do that and you couldn't have one person fucking tell on everybody else, how else could you do it other than the fucking child pornography pedophilia shit? Yeah. Because it's the only thing bad enough to where no one's going to fucking tell the truth. Which is why they're trying to normalize it. That's right. Because if it comes out, then if, it, and if they normalize it and then it comes out, then it's like, well, fuck, dude. Well, this yeah. is acceptable now. They're minor attractive people. Yeah. They need to say And space. that's why you can't fucking give into that. Dude. Not that anybody was going to. No. Like, I think these people are making a big mistake trying to push with that narrative. That's very, very bad strategy. Your better strategy for all you evil fucks that are listening right now would be to try to squash it best as possible. Kill everybody you have to, uh, but you trying to normalize that is going to be your downfall. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know, some friendly advice. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. 
Just use a sudden death shit against us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we wouldn't know. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm, yeah, exactly. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, the influencers that you thought were going to leak. Sudden death. Kill them. That's sudden death. I mean, that's what the fuck these people are about. I'm just saying that's a better strategy than trying to normalize something that literally nobody's going to be okay with. Yeah. And anybody who is okay with it will get wrapped up with you all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Bro, man. I know a lot of people that are fucking pissed about this kid shit. Oh, dude. It's, like, listen, pissed. Listen. Like, pissed, bro. Like, like. Like on the verge of fucking violence at this point. Yeah. We have to be very smart because, dude, they're trying to create that. Yeah. They're trying to create that narrative because they know that their only way, the only way that these people won't be punished for what they've done is if they remove the guns, okay, or they normalize it or both. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Guys, tell us what you guys think in the comments. Let us know um, are we fucking crazy or are we fucking right? I mean, it, they make you feel crazy, but like, bro, isn't that a sign of like when you're onto something? Like when you're dealing with people who are psychopathic, sociopathic, like isn't it normal for them to gaslight you and tell you that you're crazy when in reality you're onto the actual truth of what's going on? Sam. Dude, the very real reality of this entire problem is that every single one of these fuckers, they fucking think they're better than you and I and everybody else listening to this show. They think they're entitled to make the rules. They think they're smarter. They think they know better for us. And they think whatever they can do, it doesn't matter. And that's evident by the way they laugh at us like at the fucking correspondence dinner when they make jokes about the double standard in the fucking legal system and the DOJ. Like, bro, think of them laughing at you. They're fucking laughing at us. They're laughing at us, bro. They're laughing at us. Good thing is I think we'll get the last laugh. Well, we'll see. But they're laughing at us right now, bro. They're not, they, and they, they don't seem to be too afraid. So we're making this episode. All right, that we're going to post as a special episode. We're going to call it the Andy Damas episode of where I told the future, where you sh- it plays the clip of what I said, and then it shows when it came true. All right, and we're going to do that over the course of when I started this show in 2019, December. The reason I started this show, just for you guys to know, because uh, we have a lot of new people watching yeah, the show yeah. and listening to the show. Um, I had the, one of the most popular entrepreneur podcasts of all time called the MFCEO Project. All right, we were number one on iTunes for 19 months uninterrupted, all right, which I've never seen another show do besides Rogan, all right? I stopped that show, which was a tremendous success, a huge deal for me, personally and professionally. I stopped that show to do this show. The reason I started to do this show is because I started to see what was happening. I started to see, and if you go back and listen, uh, in December of 2019, uh, I think it was about the third week of December, I don't know the actual date, there's an actual clip where I said, hey, uh, for, they're not going to let Donald Trump be elected because they're going to cause so much chaos that it's going to be impossible. And I went out and laid the whole scenario out in December of 2019. I said, I didn't know what it would be. I didn't know what it, what, what, how they were going to do it, but that's what they were going to try to do. And they fucking did it. And then all through COVID this entire time, I was one of those people saying, hey, this is bullshit. Hey, don't do this. Hey, fucking look at this. Hey, these people are lying. And I spent my last three years having guests on the show who were standing up to the tyrannical shit over and over and over again. And I got fucking roasted for it for three fucking years. Okay. So we're going to put together an episode that shows where I said it, how it came true. And then that way you guys don't fucking doubt me and let's think I'm full of shit from here on forward. Here's the receipts. Yeah. I'm going to post them because dude, I think that's a necessary thing. You know, all of you guys who fucking trashed me and DJ, calling him fucking Uncle Tom and Coon and all this other fucking fucked up shit because he's standing up for the truth. 
okay, of what's actually going on in the black communities and actually going on. Like, bro, we got fucking trashed like everybody else. And a lot of y'all motherfuckers just let us get trashed. You didn't stand up. You were too scared to say anything. Well, listen, dude, if you don't say anything now and you don't stand up now, you're going to lose more than you could ever possibly fucking imagine. It's going to affect you. It's going to touch your house. It's going to touch your community. It's going to change your life in the most dramatic way possible. And you are allowing it by not saying anything now that you know that you were fooled during that time. So really think about what you stand for and what you think is important because we are at this time in history for a fucking reason. We are not here on accident, okay? In fact, depending on your spiritual beliefs, I actually believe that all of us were chosen to be here for a specific reason, and that specific reason is to preserve the fucking freedom of humanity for the generations to come behind us against these evil fucking tyrants. And all you have to do is a few things. One, tell the truth. Stand up for the shit. Support people that are. Buy their shit, by the way, okay? Share their shit. These people are taking immense risks to stand up for your rights. Support them. And number two, live to a high standard, okay? Stand up and say, you know what? I know I have to set an example as an American. Not a black American, not a white American, not a fucking Indian American, not a anything American, a motherfucking American, just like the rest of the world sees all of us. They see us as Americans. And your obligation as Americans for people who have come before you and have actually fucking died to give us the opportunity to live in this country you owe it to them to set a good example for the next generation, just like they fucking did for you, whether you listen to it or not. All right. So all, personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion that we need because what's needed is a cultural rebellion, not a violent rebellion. Because if we had a violent rebellion, the, the culture would still be fucked the next day and the next day and the next day. And this is something that we can all live and contribute and build around. Your personal excellence is up to you. What information are you putting in your brain? What food are you consuming? How are you taking your fitness? How are you treating people? How are you contributing to your community? The, when, you, when a rising tide raises all ships, your kids are going to see it. Your neighbor's kids are going to see it. Your neighbor's going to see it and say, fuck, Tony's starting to take shit serious. You know what? I'm going to stand up and fucking get my shit together too. You know, I'm kind of a fat fuck. I'm going to take care of that because I don't want my kids growing up thinking that's okay. You see what I'm saying? Higher standards create higher standards and higher standards create people that cannot be fucking enslaved by the systems that they try to enslave us with, which are, they want us fat, so they feed us shitty food. They want us sick, so we eat the shitty food, we get sick, we take their medicine. When we watch all their streaming and stay on social media all day, we don't have an identity, we don't have a life, and we're lazy, so we get fatter. All of this shit contributes to each other. And it's a big mechanism that's creating a, a society of useless people. And they want useless people, which is why they don't teach you the shit in school, so that you're more easily controlled and they get to keep all the good shit that's available in the world. The wealth, the power, the fucking success, the traveling, this, that, the other. Dude, wait till they start doing climate lockdowns and saying you can't fly. Because that's coming, dude, if you continue to support this shit. But they won't. They'll fly. Yeah, they'll still fly. They'll fly their private jets to Davos every motherfucking year and make rules for all of us peasants. And you're allowing it because you're afraid that some fucking progressive ant fucking that you have in your family is going to yell at you on fucking Facebook. You're losing the country because we're fucking afraid of our far left fucking relative who's going to say a snarky word at the fucking, like, fuck them. Let them say whatever they want, bro. You know, you know one of the things I feel best about 
is that I know for a fucking fact there's not a single human being out there that can say I didn't fucking fight against this shit the entire time. I sleep really fucking peacefully at night with that. Against everybody. Unquestionable. And if, I, if they fucking kill me or they fucking put me in jail or they do whatever the fuck they're going to do, I'm still going to have that. I wasn't a fucking bitch. I don't know that everybody can stay the same. We have a chance here, bro, to literally be the most important fucking generation in American history. Like, who else has that chance? Who else has had that chance? We have that chance, dude. And we're going to fucking fail it. You understand? Like, bro, do you really want to be a part of the fucking generation that lost America? Because I don't. No. Nor do I want my daughters to. Yeah, how old's your daughter? For two? Tell you what, dude. She'll grow up a fucking slave. We don't fucking get, win this. I'm, I'm with it. I know you are. But my point is, that's a real thing. It's just fucking most dangerous thing that's ever been going on in culture and history for humans ever when you combine the AI shit into it. Like they are looking to rid the human species from the planet and leave a very few... No Bro, they want everything for themselves. They don't give a fuck about you and me. <clears throat> it's disturbing, dude. And you guys think I'm an alarmist. I'm not an alarmist, bro. I'm just following the shit and I haven't missed. And I'm telling you, dude, the, t the time to get in is now. The time to stand up and tell the truth is now. The time to support people who are telling the truth is now. Or we're fucked. The other time is, is it's time to get your shit together. Stop being a broke ass. Stop being a fucking fat ass. Stop being lazy. Stop being less than what you should be. Those things are more important than you think. Your fucking kids watch it. Your neighbors watch it. Your community watches it. Your coworkers watch it. And whether you realize it or not, you're leading some of these people down the path that you're on. So if you're not on a good path, get on a fucking good one, man. There's an obligation for us as Americans to do that. I'm not saying you got to be perfect, bro. I'm the most unperfect person in the world, bro. But I try really fucking hard. You strive. I yeah. try really hard. Yeah. That's the point. Anyway. All right. Yeah, guys, it's time for our final segment of the show. As always, we have thumbs up or dumb as fuck. This is where we go through an article. It'll get one of those two topics or options. And uh, with that being said, our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads, watch seventh grade boy stops full school bus when driver faints. Extraordinary act of courage. Um, this video has been circling around, going pretty viral lately. Uh, thought we'd dig into it. So a seventh grader in Michigan became a local hero during a school bus ride on Wednesday afternoon when the driver for Warren Consolidated Schools alerted her transportation base that she was feeling dizzy and needed to stop. She began slowing the bus but passed out, NPR reported Friday. Uh, the bus, which was carrying multiple students, continued moving. That was when Dylan Reeves knew it was up to him to take control of the situation by grabbing the steering wheel. While the other students appeared to panic, he calmly pushed the brakes and kept the vehicle from moving, on, uh, moving into oncoming traffic. Moments later, the young man instructed others on the bus to call 911 for help. Here's a quick video from the local news. The video is dramatic, and it's scary to think about what might have been. The female bus driver begins to slow down but never completes the task because she loses consciousness and the bus begins to veer into oncoming traffic. 
That's when seventh grader Dylan Reeves jumps from a seat, takes the wheel, and slowly brings the bus to a stop. Even with the panic inside the bus, Dylan remained calm. In my 35 plus years of education, um, this was an extraordinary act of courage and maturity on his part. Thursday, Consolidated Schools Superintendent Robert Livernoy praised Dylan for his quick thinking. You would think in the middle of this panic, you'd just jump on the brake. He had the wherewithal to push it slowly, likely in anticipation that the bus was full of passengers. Dylan's parents couldn't believe it when they heard. To do something like this just fills my heart. It makes my heart skip a beat. I'm extremely proud of him. We got a little hero. So how did the 13-year-old know what to do? He's been on my lap driving country roads, pulling in driveways since about four years old. Mom says her son is very observant. Watched the bus driver many times. The know-how is one thing. The calm under pressure is another. That's fucking awesome. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah, man. and you know what's funny? That dad got yelled at by all those motherfuckers for letting his kid sit on his lap and shit. I'm sure. Did he really? I'm, I'm oh, oh, speculation. Saying I'm fucking yeah, sure. It's possible. You know, like people freak. Everybody sticks their nose in everybody's motherfucking business. Let people raise their fucking kids, and then they actually do good shit with it. Yeah. I thought that was this is better than other kids. Some, kids. Yeah. Kids are fucking hero, dude. No doubt, man. No doubt. I'd rather have you know have my kid on my lap, teach him how to drive, and steal my fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go joyriding. You know, I'd rather bro, teach him. Bro, it's, it's, I'm so sick of it. Like, bro, I was driving when I was like fucking six years old. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Drive my dad's pickup well, truck. Well, cars was a lot slower back then, too, though. Yeah, they were, it was actually horses. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. You guys had buggies. Buggies. Yeah. Right. Bro, I mean, this is awesome. <laughs> what? I'm just saying, man. Like, dude, I just hate the way the world is right now. Like, yeah. bro, like, look Here's at this kid just saved a bunch of fucking yeah. kids on the screen. And look at the way people yeah. respect each other, dude. Like, they don't respect each other. Look at the shit they say online. Like, dude, you motherfuckers that talk all that shit online, like, if you lived in like an era that was not this era, you would get your fucking ass beat. No doubt. You know, but then, but the legal system got so litigious where, you know, now words are violence. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes people need to get punched in the fucking face, bro. Like, that's a reality. Yeah, it is. You know, it's just, <clears throat> it's nature. <laughs> what happens when, uh, when, a, when a little bear cub gets a little too big for his britches? Yeah, Papa Bear comes in and smacks, smacks him in the fucking face. That's right. <laughs> or what happens when the young bear decides that he's going to challenge the old bear and the old bear ain't ready to fucking let him? See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, bro, there's a lot to be learned through uh, tribal violence structures that, actually teach people how to operate in a civilized fucking society. And we've removed all the things that make society great. We've removed competition. We've removed meritocracy. We've removed the ability to learn real lessons in real life. We've told everybody that they should be special and rich and famous just for being born. And that if they don't do that, it's some sort of discrimination against them. We've taken all the good shit that made America America for so long, and we've intentionally fucking let them Remove it from our society. And a lot of you guys don't know it because you're young, man. A lot yeah, of you guys, seen you don't know anything yeah. different. Yeah. But I'm telling you, dude, like these people fuck this place up, man. And this is not just some old man talk. This is real shit. You know, how come, how come you guys are 20 years old? Why are, you know, like, like actually the kids that are 20, what I found out is they act, there's actually a space between like 22 and 
32 mm-hmm. where the people are just fucking fucked up. And these 20, <laughs> yeah, and these 20 year old kids coming up now, because yeah. I just went to this car show this weekend. I talked to like a shit ton of these kids and uh, bro, every single one of them, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship. I'm going to build a business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So they seem to understand they like that it. there's an opportunity there, hmm. you know, um, which gave me hope. I thought that was cool, but. You 22 know, to 32, we're done. Huh? You said, but, but 22 to 32? I, I, that's what they said. Oh, really? They said that they've watched the people right ahead of them and they don't want to be like that. Hmm. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. But anyway, what are we giving uh, Dylan here? Of course, this is thumbs up. Man. Thumbs this up. Kid's, kid, this kid's a fucking hero. Yeah. Good no job, doubt. Dylan. No doubt. Well, guys, Andy, that is all I got. Yep. Guys, make sure you click subscribe and uh, let us know what you think of the show in the comments. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll, can't fold. Dust a no, headshot, case closed.